I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. I am super excited to announce that the next cohort of the Collective Mastermind is officially kicking off. And the best part is, is we gave it a makeover. So the new nine-month mastermind is nothing like you have ever experienced before. Because as we say, a life priorities-focused business is the fastest way to multi-six figures. And I'm going to teach you exactly how. So if you aren't familiar with our mastermind, we combine strategy and mindset and then layer on our sought-after community and toolkit. But let's just get real for a second. So in today's business and economy, you have to continue to grow and pivot or you're going to be left behind, period. What makes this different? I have only run my business in a pandemic, a recession, or whatever you want to call our current state. We now have a full team and I have retired myself and my husband in less than three years. And in the last 15 months, we have crossed the half a million mark in revenue. And I did most of this while working full time. I'm not saying this just to throw out numbers. I am saying this to show you that it is possible. This mastermind is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. I actually adapt to you and your goals and provide you with the structure and accountability to scale. And my ultimate goal, again, let's just be real, is for you to make your investment back and more. Unlike other masterminds, if you happen to have mastermind trauma, you actually get access to me directly. As in, I am right here building it with you. You get the power of the group, but the benefit of the one-on-one. So this is a perfect fit for you if you have started a business and are ready to scale to multi-six-figure and seven figures. You are ready to buy back your time and energy. You want to expand your team in a way that makes sense for you and saves time. 
you are ready to have consistent 10K, 20K, 30K months and beyond, and you are really ready to step into that true CEO role. It is time to pivot. It is time to be a part of a community to support you with the expansion, alignment, and profit that you want to make in your business. So I'm going to make this super, super, super easy because my goal is to help you do less better and make more money. Who doesn't want that? Just DM me mastermind and I'll share you the next steps and how to apply. You can also grab the link in the show notes or go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash crush the rush collective. And yes, in case you were curious, all of our famous retreats are included and they also got a makeover too. So just DM me mastermind and I will share the next steps with you or you can go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are talking all about how to overcome your fear of sales and how to sell more confidently with Nikki Rausch. Now, I love this episode so much because Nikki has become a close business friend and I've had the opportunity to work with her, but also implement some of the skills that she's going to be teaching you today. Nikki is the CEO of Sales Maven and has the unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling. With 25 plus years of selling experience, entrepreneurs and small business owners now hire Nikki to show them how to sell successfully and authentically. And I say this multiple times in the podcast, but her language and the process that she walks you through is literally magical and takes the stress out of selling almost immediately. Nikki has written three books, all available on Amazon, and also has a podcast called The Sales Maven, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. I hope you guys enjoy chatting with Nikki as much as I did. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am great. It's so fun to be here with you. I know. I'm so excited. Nikki and I were introduced through mutual friends and then eventually a mastermind that we're in together. And I have had the opportunity to work with Nikki and hear her speak. And every time I talk to her, it's just gold. Like every time she tells me something, I'm like, I have to write this down. This is like your language is gold. And so I am just so honored that you are coming into our podcast community. Um, But I would love for you to share a little bit about your background and sort of how you got started in selling and how you became an expert in this area. Mm, Okay. Well, we'll see (laughs) how far back you want me to go. But like the story really is uh, I got started as a professional sales person. My sales career got started at a college project, actually. At a college project, I ended up getting hired at the company that I was doing some, you know, a college project on and became a sales rep for them. And that was in the technology space. So my career really kind of took off from there. And I was in technology sales for 17 years, had a lot of uh, success there. And um, while doing that, I also started studying uh, in kind of early 2000s, I started studying neuro-linguistic programming. And if that's a new term to anybody listening, it sounds super scientific, but it's really the study of communication. And I found that the reason I started studying it was because I thought, oh, it'll help me be better at sales. And it did, certainly. But it also just improved my overall communication Um, skills and approach. And that then improved relationships in my life. So 
when I decided to start my own business in 2013, which is Sales Maven, I combined my background in NLP and my background in sales. And now I teach people how to have more effective sales conversations. So that's yeah, I love that. I actually love when stories come together, when people combine their sort of corporate background with just like things that they love and knowledge, because I feel like that's like, that's the magic right there, but that's probably like a whole separate podcast. (laughs) Um, I agree. agree (laughs) We'll we'll come back for part two. So what (laughs) we wanted to talk today is about selling. And I think my first question for you is why do you think people get so nervous around the word sales and selling? I know even in our community where I'm like, oh, you should do a discovery call or you should reach out to people. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't do that. Like, I'm so nervous. Why do you think that is? I think the number one thing is that people have a misconception that sales is something that you're going to do to somebody. And so that feels weird and awkward of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call and have to sell somebody on something, you know, or or convince them of something. But realistically when you start to understand the conversation of sales and how to be effective, sales is actually something you do with people. And so it's it's funny because I was just coaching a client this morning in one of our private sessions and she had said like, I'm asking people for something. And, and I said, you know, let's, let's check in about that, that mindset that you're asking somebody like you're, you're, you know, when you have this mindset of like, it's almost like, I'm asking for a favor or I feel like I'm begging for something. Mm -hmm. That is a very different approach than this is an opportunity and I'm just putting it in front of somebody. And the opportunity is then a choice that you're allowing the other person to make yes or no. And so when you can start to look at sales is an opportunity for somebody to take you up on your offer, whatever that is, to change their life, improve some piece, you know, something that they they want some improvement on or benefit in some way for something, then you start to approach sales as that, gosh, it's almost you're doing a disservice to the world and to the people that you come into contact with if you're not putting the opportunity in front of them, if you're not allowing them to make that decision, make that choice for themselves. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think when you think about it that way, it just well, for me, it like personally calms me down. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to give them the choice. Like they can choose if they want to say yes or no, almost like that, like checkbox in sixth grade where it's like, check yes. If you want to move forward. (laughs) Like, do Um, you like me? Yes or no? Exactly. That's all it is. It's not saying, I'm not even saying I like you back. I'm just saying like, do you like me? Yes or no? That's (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. I love how you keep it so simple. And one of the things that I know that you have taught me personally is your selling staircase. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little peek into what that is? Cause I really think it helps understand sort of the background of the relationship around selling. Yeah. So the selling staircase is my framework that I developed to really break down the sales conversation because one of the one of the reasons I teach this is because when you understand what step you're on and this is why I teach it as a staircase, mm-hmm. when you understand what step you're on in the conversation with somebody, 
you're not trying to go from step one and skip all the way to step five. You go like, oh, we're on step two right now. So the next logical thing to do is to invite this person to step three. So that's the, and I can break it down as much as you go into detail of it, but that's the objective is that you make it super easy one for you to know where you are in the conversation, but more importantly, you make it really easy for the prospect or the person you're in conversation with that you then become a, a guide for them. So they know what to do next, because if, and we've all been on the receiving end of this, of somebody who's like shown up at an event or shown up in our inbox or, you know, accosted us in front of a grocery store and been like, do you want right. to buy my thing? Don't you know? do that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, where did that come from? That's when sales is awkward and weird and pushy and aggressive. But if you understand like, oh, it's a staircase and I'm just moving people from step to step to step, it becomes a lot simpler and you don't have to freak out and you don't have to memorize scripts and you don't have to do any of that. You get to be your authentic self and just be more strategic. So the five steps of the selling staircase, step one is introduction. And the objective here is to make a powerful first impression because that first impression really sets the stage for somebody going, Hey, am I talking to somebody who's credible? You know, somebody who I like to be in conversation with. So that can, that first impression can happen, you know, on social media, it can happen through your website. It can happen because somebody heard you on a podcast. You know, there's a lot of ways to create a powerful first impression. And then step two of the selling staircase is to create curiosity. This, by the way, is the most misstep in the selling process. Most people don't even think about, do I know how to create curiosity? Can I initiate a conversation with somebody that makes them want to know more, has like prompts some questions for them so that we get to have a real discussion? So I I can identify, am I talking to a prospect or a potential client, or am I just having a nice conversation with somebody who I may never talk to again, but I'm glad I met them, right? So create some curiosity. And then step three is the discovery that sometimes people refer to that as the consultation process, but really what it is, is your job here in discovery is to identify, does this person have a problem, a need, or a want? And can I ask questions in a way that sets them up to start to identify that I have a solution to meet that problem, that need, or that want? And then once you've done a well-done discovery, you move to step four, which is the proposal. And frankly, just to be really candid about this, that's when selling starts to happen. All of these other steps, step one, two, and three, you really shouldn't be in like sales mode because that's when it comes across kind of icky and gross. But when you get to step four, it's such a logical step that they're ready, that the prospect is ready to hear about your offer. So in the proposal step, your objective is to lay out a really clear next step for them. And again, put that choice in front of them that they can decide to move forward to work with you or not. And then step five goes really closely with step four, which is the the close. And The reason that these go so closely together is that when you lay out a proposal, you have to issue close language. And by the way, step five is the second most misstep because most people lay out an offer and then they kind of wait or they say like, Hey, I'll send this, you know, proposal to you, or I'll, you know, send you a link to my website. You can check out the program, but they never actually issue close language. And if you don't issue close language, a lot of times 
people will never make a conscious decision to move forward with you or not. And if you're not helping them make that decision, if you're not making it easy for them, the choice is usually not to move forward because they never decide about it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like everyone should just like pause right now and go write all those down. The first time that you presented it with me, I, I'm not kidding. I have the list on my desk and I like look at it every time I'm like in the middle of a conversation. I love it. Um, but one of the things that I think is super helpful is understanding like maybe the bridge between the curiosity and discovery mm-hmm. and like what questions like if you're just having like a normal conversation with someone and a lot of times people will do this in DMs and they're just like randomly talking about things, like how do you transition it into, okay, let's see if they're interested in something that I have. Yeah. So when you, when you learn how to create curiosity, a lot of times the transition comes because people will start to then give you buying signals. So buying signals are verbal or nonverbal cues that people give that indicate interest And when you get a buying signal, your job becomes issuing an invitation to move them to the next step. So for instance, let's say that I'm in a DM conversation with somebody and I've created a little curiosity and they start asking some questions about like, Hey, Nikki, you know, what is this membership thing that you have? You know, if I, maybe I create some curiosity around the sales maintenance society and they go, well, what is this membership? Like what's included? So already they're asking that type of question about like, essentially, how can I work with you? And so my job now becomes to answer the question because that's a potential. I look at that as a potential buying signal. So my job is to answer that question about here's what's included in the sales maintenance society. And then I'm going to follow up with an invitation for us to do a discovery call. So I'm going to say, you know, here's what's included in the society is that something you'd like to talk more about and see if it might be a good fit for you in case you like this idea? Here are a couple of times where we could jump on a quick call, happy to answer questions and find out a little bit more about you and make sure this is the right fit. What do you think about doing that? So that's me issuing that invitation to kind of move to the, the next step. So the invitation in every step of the process, you're going to issue invitations and invitations are usually done in the form of a question. Is that something you'd like to learn more about? Or would you like to set up a time for us to chat? Those are really simple invitation languages or, you know, invitation, invitations is what I'm really trying to say. And so by being able to do that, you just make it really easy for the person to go, yeah, I do want to get on a call with you. Or maybe they say, no, thanks. You know, you sent me what I needed. I'm not really interested in this. Great. Fine. Happy to have had that conversation with them. Yeah. I think the, the, when you say, is that something you'd like to move forward with, or that's something you'd like to learn more about? Those are, that really resonates with me because it's just easy, right? Like it's just an easy question. It's like a Mm -hmm. yes or no answer. It's not like they have to give you this like detailed summary of all the things that they want to know about. And it makes it easy for them uh, to respond. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's this idea. I think most people think, well, somebody asked me, you know, a question. So I either need to word vomit all over them and say like, here's the program. Here's why you should join. Here's the way to join. Here's all this information. But they didn't ask that. They just asked, you know, what's entailed in the program. So I'm going to give them an answer, but I'm always going to follow it up with an invitation because I don't, I actually don't believe in like oversharing information, like give them enough that allows them to go, here's my next question. Or yeah, I'd like to get on a call with you. But again, if they don't even know that they could get on a call with you, they're not going to say, can we get on a call? Very rarely will they say that. You have to offer 
Like, would you like to set up a time to chat? And for them to go, oh yeah, I would. I didn't even know that was an option. Awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. It just makes it so easy the way that you explain it. Okay. The second step that I want to dig into, because I know a lot of our listeners ask a lot about discovery calls and they're like, how, so you've got this discovery call, you get people on the call, you're having a conversation. And then at the end, like when you're starting to initiate the proposal, what do you Mm -hmm. say? Like, how do you transition from like, we're just having a conversation. I'm sharing what I'm doing to, okay, like now I need to sort of end the call and Mm -hmm. move on to the next step. Yeah. I love this question. So one of the things (laughs) I want to share really quickly, if I can, is that the, one of the big mistakes that people make in a discovery is they ask a question, let the person answer, and then they start selling. And then they ask another question let the person answer, sell again. And that is a huge mistake because that muddies the waters. It overwhelms people. It will often cause them to go into like indecision mode. So the way that you transition is you have your set list of questions, you get through your set list of questions, and then you could say something as simple as, you know, based on what you've shared, I get a sense that there are some ways that we could work together. Would you be interested to find out a little bit more about those? So as soon as they say, yes, now I'm in, I'm in proposal mode. Now I'm sharing. Um, it could also be something like, you know, based on what you shared with me, you'd be an ideal candidate for my new mastermind that's coming up. Would you be interested to hear more about that? Yeah. Let them say, yes, now we're in, now I'm in proposal mode. Now I'm saying, here's what's in the mastermind. Here's what's included. Here's how this is going to meet your need. You know, whatever they've shared with me, I'm going to use their language. So yeah. That's how you do it. That's so helpful. So when you're, okay, so we've done all the steps and we're getting ready to get off the call. Do you give them a timeline or like feedback on, you know, here's when you need to make your decision by? Well, what I do is I issue closed language. So I would lay out like, here's what's included in the mastermind. And then I'm going to issue closed language. I'm going to say, is that something you'd like to get signed up for? And I'm going to let them say, yes, no, have a question. Or maybe they'll say, I need to think about it which is a really common answer. So anytime somebody says to me, I need to think about it. My response is great about how much time do you think you'll need? Let's go ahead and schedule a circle back call now on our calendar. So that way I can answer any additional questions that come to mind for you. And we'll talk about, you know, next steps as far as getting you registered. And then I get a time scheduled on my calendar and on their calendar, not like, Hey, I'll call you. It's like, no, we're going to talk. That's what we're actually going to do. And I'm going to answer questions for you and we'll make some decisions about working together. Yeah. So if you, if you don't schedule your circle back calls and I teach this all the time, this circle back call, and I find often clients will say like, yeah, yeah, I know you teach that Nikki, but I'm not doing it. And therefore I'm, I'm having all these great conversations with people who say they're interested, but they're not actually buying. And my response is always, you're making it too hard for them to buy from you because you're making them do all the work. And that's not how you earn somebody's business. You got to do the work. And the way you do the work is you by by getting on a calendar, like getting a call scheduled and then getting on a call with them and like walking them through. You know, if you say to them, hey, I'll just send you the link, go ahead and sign up. More than half of those people are never even going to click that link, much less sign up. Yeah. The circle back call is gold. I literally had that in my notes. Like make sure you say that the circle back call is gold. I, like we have followed it and 
it, like if you don't take any notes, like know the selling scare phase and know the circle back call. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to transition just a little bit because you're so good with language. A lot of times people will be in a launch or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. having discovery calls, but they're also sending out emails talking about like what they're selling and how they're selling it. Do you have any tips on just selling language when yeah. you're in like the thick of a launch that has been helpful for you? Yeah. So there's, there's a, I mean, I can, I teach a whole course on this and I have a masterclass on conversion email sequences. Like this is a big, big thing. So just to give you a couple tips, one is when you are talking about your program, um, it's really easy to write. Like we, we have thoughts and then we type them out. We write them, we write these emails. So we write from our perspective, but unfortunately your perspective, and I mean this with a lot of love and kindness is not interesting to the reader. Right. Very rarely. Like they have to be super fans for them to be super like engaged with your perspective. So the big mistake that people make is they use a lot, they overuse I statements. They'll say like, I'm doing this program. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to help you with this. I, 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 we got to get your I statements out because your I statements are not interesting to readers. You statements are interesting. Like this program is for you. Here's what you'll get from it. Here's how this is going to support you. Like make it about the reader and they'll be more interested. And then I'm going to give you one more, which is a big, big one on launches that I see okay. this. This is such a big like mistake is that we write a launch like sequence or we do all this launch stuff and we talk to everybody in the launch. But the thing that people forget is like, you know, you're sending this email out to your list, right? Whatever your list size is, whether it's 40 people or whether it's 40,000 people, it doesn't matter. Nobody that I've ever met reads email as a group ever. I've never got together with girlfriends and been like, Hey, let's read each other's emails as a group. Right. (laughs) So stop talking to everybody. Talk to the reader, right? Don't say like, Hey, everybody, here's my new program. Say, Hey, Sarah, like you can insert names, right? Or even say, Hey, you, but don't say, Hey, all you like, Hey, all of you (laughs) like, don't do that because nobody reads emails as a group. Nobody's reading your sales pages as a group. Like talk to the reader, talk to the person because we want to buy from people that care about us as a person. And isn't just treating me like a dollar sign or one of many. I want to be the one the person they want to earn that business from. So make sure that you talk to the person you want to earn the business from. Talk to a person instead of talking to everybody. Such a good tip. I have I statements also circled in my list of Nikki things to follow. So, so good. Um, anything else you could share around just being more confident in selling? Cause I think again, like going back to the beginning, like everyone just gets so nervous about, Oh, I have to have this conversation or I'm asking somebody to like pay me money. Yeah. Well, okay. So one of the things that we often, you know, we all do this, like we all get caught up in our heads and we're, we think that the whole world revolves around us. Like everything that happens is happening for me, against me, or because of me, right? Like it's normal. That's how we think. Like that, you know, that's how we are. Like when traffic, you know, you're you're like screaming at people, like, why are all these people on the road? But we forget that like we're also one of the people on the road, like causing traffic. So um we forget that 
because we think the world revolves around us, that all of our prospects also think the world revolves around them. So you're spending all this time in your head going like, well, are they going to think I'm being pushy? Are they, you know, thinking this about me and thinking that about me? But when you can start to transition and stop, like set aside, I know you're going to have these thoughts because I have them too, right? Like, believe me, I have a critic. Like most of us have a self-critic, right? My critic never says nice things to me. Like, hey girl, you could have done that better. You know, my critic is like, hey idiot, like you really messed that up. You know, like my critic never says nice things. So we all have a critic, I get it. But when you can set that critic aside and start focusing on the other person, like how can you put them at ease? How can you make it easy for them? And then the other thing about sales is that, you know, back to my whole thing about like, we think the whole world revolves around us. When you don't invite people to take part in your programs or you don't issue them invitations to work with you, they will make up a crazy story as to why you don't like them or why you don't want them in your program or why you think they can't afford your program. So you've got to stop like worrying about like, Oh, what are they going to think about me? They're going to think I'm pushy. Whereas they walk away going, you know, I had this conversation with Nikki. She didn't even like initiate in any way that she would be interested to work with me. She probably doesn't think I'm capable of selling. Well, of course that's not true. I'm probably in my own head thinking like, why would this person want to hire me? But I've got to set that aside and be willing to issue the invitation so that even if they walk away thinking like, <laughs> you know, Nikki invited me to work with her, but I don't, I'm not interested. At least they're walking away going, I got to make that decision for myself. Nikki didn't try to make it for me. So good. I've never thought of it that way. That's such a good story um, to remember. So before we wrap up and you can tell us all the ways that we can learn more about this, we like to get to know our guests a little bit better. And the one question that I have asked for like almost 200 episodes is what is your morning routine, current morning routine? Oh, okay. So my first, well, before I even get out of bed, I, I say a prayer around the day and like, you know, being really grateful and practice some gratitude. And then I get up and I have um, something that I read that is, you know, (laughs) I actually never really talk about this. So it's funny that you're asking me this. So I read some stuff. It's, it's from Jesus calling. So I read that and, and think about how does that apply to me and to my life? And then actually for, um, I started doing this from somebody in our mastermind. She had shared with me, there's a journal about a hundred days. I think it's called, oh my gosh, what's it called? A hundred days to believing bigger or something. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. How did I miss that? Micah shared it. Um, you know what? It was the last night when we were together at our retreat. And I feel like, I feel like maybe you guys were sitting further away from <laughs> us. So that might be, so anyway, she had shared that and I started reading it. And so I do this prompt. So this journal prompt, and it, it prompts you to like ask a question. It's been so powerful. I will say, cause it really challenges me to pay attention to my limiting beliefs and also to really, you know, be willing to step into some of those places where I've maybe played small. Yeah. Time to let go of that. So that's my morning routine. I love the, the prompts because I, I do believe in the power of journaling, but I'm like, I need something to like, get me going. So that's a great recommendation. Um, what would you tell someone who's starting their business today? I would say to them to seek out 
not just anybody's advice, but seek out people who have already accomplished whatever it is that you want to accomplish and be willing to put yourself around them and learn from them and ask them questions. You don't like, I always talk about, I've had these really amazing, amazing mentors in my life, like incredible mentors, but I've never once gone to any of them and been like, will you mentor me? I just will like put myself in situations where I can comment on things that they write, or I will, you know, show up at things that they're going to be at and I'll try to sit next to them. And I'll like, I really am interested in learning from people who have already accomplished something that I want to learn. Um, And I know when you're first starting out, it's hard to like invest money in your business sometimes, but I will say the sooner you invest in learning what it is that you need to learn, the faster your business will take off. But that also means that you have to be willing to implement. So, yeah, I will say also, because I've been at some of these events with you, you are an expert question asker. Like every time you ask a question, I'm like, that is an amazing question. (laughs) Like, So I would say also be a good question asker. I love Um, questions. And then just for fun, what's the current book you're reading or the last book that you read? Oh boy. Well, you know, I just downloaded, uh, I haven't started reading it uh, because I've been listening to some podcasts about it, but Atlas of the Heart from Brene Brown. Oh, I've heard that one's really good. So I love her and I love her work. And I think she has an erase, like she has two really amazing podcasts. And so I'm interested to dive into that, but that's the one I just downloaded. I love that. So much good information, even in our questions. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you and some things and resources that you have going on to help them. Okay. Well, I always like to wrap my way to connect around a gift, if that's okay for your audience. Yes. So I have an ebook. It's called Closing the Sale. And it kind of talks you through some of the last three steps of this the selling staircase, give some language suggestions. And really it's all about boosting your confidence in that sales conversation. So you can get that. This is specific for your audience. You can get that by going to your sales maven and maven is maven.com forward slash rush. R-U-S-H. So that's for your audience. You can get that. And then um, I also have my own podcast. So, you know, obviously you like to listen to a podcast, come check out the Sales Maven podcast. I would love to uh, hear from your listeners, like what was their takeaway from today? And if they want some more sales kind of training and coaching, that's where you can find it. Yeah. I love that. We'll put all of this in the show notes too, so you guys can grab it. And thank you so much, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to 
give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymarriehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more. I am so grateful for you and the power of community that this podcast has created. It is just so amazing to be able to connect with all of you over the last couple of years because we've actually had this podcast for almost three full years now. And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human. And yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat. And this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And I can't wait to hear from you.